Hi, I'm Norm Tabler with this month's edition of the Lighter Side of Health Law, brought to you by Coker Group, a national health care advisory firm working with hospitals and physician groups to develop customized solutions that ensure strategic differentiation in the marketplace and the achievement of goals. Through principled professional consulting, Coker Group assists healthcare providers in their pursuit of a sound business model and an enhanced patient experience. Medicare Multitasker Hall of Fame. The newest inductee into the Medicare Multitasker Hall of Fame is New York surgeon David Samadhi. The induction follows the federal government's formal recognition of Samadhi's formidable multitasking in the surgical suite. According to Dr. Samadhi and Lenox Hill Hospital, he was so adept at multitasking that he could be in two places at once, literally. He could perform two surgeries simultaneously, one endoscopic and the other robotic, each in a separate OR. This significant multitasking feat was documented by the Medicare bills submitted by Dr. Samadhi and his hospital. The federal recognition came in the form of a $12.3 million fine to settle fraudulent Medicare billing charges. The case is U.S. X-Rail Markelson versus Samadhi, Southern District, New York. Too good to be true. A recent Indiana case involved the kind of juror every medical malpractice defendant dreams about. The estate of Candy Piles, I love that name, sued a physician for medical malpractice. During voir dire, a prospective juror said he'd be glad to sit on a jury to determine whether the doctor had committed malpractice, but he would not participate in calculating damages. And he said it over and over, I won't be involved in deciding damages. Faced with this dream come true juror for the defense, the plaintiff's lawyer moved to strike for cause. The court denied the motion, ruling that refusal to decide damages did not constitute prejudice. So the plaintiff's lawyer had to use her last preemptory challenge to excuse that juror, which meant she couldn't challenge another juror she wanted to strike. When the jury came in with a verdict of no liability, the plaintiff appealed. The Court of Appeals unanimously reversed, ruling that, of course, Mr. No Damages was prejudiced against the plaintiff. He was prejudiced against all plaintiffs seeking non-economic damages, and Candy's estate was squarely within that class. The moral of the case is, if a juror seems too good to be true for one side, he probably is. The case is Clark versus Matar, Indiana Court of Appeals. Wisdom from my dad. As I was leaving the farm to go east to college many years ago, dad gave me a piece of advice that has proved true time and again. He said, remember, even the best idea will eventually degenerate into hard work. Another of dad's favorite sayings came to mind last month when I read about a survey conducted by the journal Medical Economics. The article's headline told the story. 60% of physicians say electronic health records are harming patient engagement. The article reported that over half the physicians in the survey said that their EHR system had harmed their patient's quality of care. I know exactly what Dad would say if he heard doctors faulting EHRs for the decline in their quality of care. He'd say, it's a poor workman who blames his tools. A matter of life or death or both. In healthcare, we face issues of life or death all the time. Here's a case that raises the issue in an interesting way and resolves it in an even more interesting way. Ben Schreiber was serving a life sentence for beating a man to death with an ax handle. He was being treated for septic poisoning when he lost consciousness. Despite his do not resuscitate instructions, the hospital resuscitated him. Schreiber takes the position that he was briefly dead and the resuscitation brought him back to life. Why is that important? Because, Schreiber argues, if he was dead, even for a split second, then he had completed his life sentence and should be released. Judge Amanda Potterfield of the Iowa Court of Appeals resolved the issue with Solomonic wisdom, saying, quote, Schreiber is either still alive, in which case he must remain in prison, or he is actually dead, 
in which case this appeal is moot. Either way, he loses. The case is Schreiber versus Iowa Court of Appeals. Are proms worth the effort? Here's a recent report on whether proms are worth the effort. PROM, P-R-O-M, is an acronym for Patient Reported Outcome Measures. PROMs reflect what patients say when they're asked how they feel after they've been treated. Those responses are converted into numerical PROM scores. The New England Journal of Medicine surveyed clinical leaders on what they thought of PROMs, and the answer was not much. About half of them said they didn't think PROMs had much value. After all, what would patients know about how they feel? They're a bunch of laymen with no medical training. That made me wonder, what if we turn the tables? What if the New England Journal of Medicine surveyed patients and asked them what they thought about surveying clinical leaders on the value of proms? My guess is the answer would be not much. Grumpiest Provider Award. This month's Grumpiest Provider Award goes to Illinois dentist Jim Orrington. Dr. Jim's network has a contract with United Healthcare, which in turn has a contract with claims processor Cyan Dental. Cyan Dental sent Dr. Jim a one-page fax offering free online training on how to use its web portal if he wants to submit claims that way. Dr. Jim did not like receiving the fax, so what did he do? Did he kindly ask Cyan not to send him any more faxes? No. Did he unkindly ask? No. He made a federal case of it, literally, suing in federal court. And not just for himself, but for everyone who had suffered the terrible blow of receiving the one-time, one-page fax. Dr. Jim's theory? He was the victim of violation of the Telephone Consumer Protection Act, which is designed to protect people from unsolicited advertising by fax. Sign pointed out that the fax did not advertise anything. It simply told providers how to use the web portal if they wanted to, providers who had a contractual relationship with Sign through their network. Dr. Jim responded with several theories on why the fax was advertising. One theory was that it was a bait-and-switch tactic because he knew in his bones that if he took the free training, Cyan would try to sell him something. The court threw out Dr. Jim's case holding, quote, this fax was not advertising. It was simply good customer service. The case is Orrington versus Cyan Dental, Northern District, Illinois. Son of Hal. Remember Hal, the diabolical computer in Space Odyssey 2001? Hal came to mind as I read an essay by Dr. Emily Silverman in the New York Times earlier this month. Her hospital recently adopted the EPIC electronic health record system, and she explained how intimidating the system is for the doctors who use it. The very first time she logged on, she was greeted with the pop-up message, you currently have deficiencies that are either delinquent or will become delinquent within one week. She felt like she'd done something wrong before she even got started. The closest the greeting ever comes to good news reads something like, you still have zero delinquent deficiencies, deficiencies that will remain on this message until they have been investigated and reassigned to another provider. The system never stops second-guessing her. It's always there, hovering like a helicopter parent, a demanding step-parent that can't ever be satisfied. When she checked on a patient she was close to, the pop-up read, Deceased patient warning. You are entering the record of a deceased patient. Are you sure you want to proceed? Some people say EHR systems don't have a heart or a personality. Dr. Silverman makes an excellent case that Epic does have a heart, an icy cold heart, and a personality, a judgmental, intimidating personality. Well, that's it for this month's edition of The Lighter Side of Health Law. I hope you enjoyed it. Check your AHLA Weekly and Connections magazine for the next edition.